on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. Facebook ads is changing the way it reports audience numbers, but I think the math is a bit of a reach. Looking for a better way to budget for the month? Well, good luck, because Google Ads' new report has machine, but no learning, and numbers that are artificial, but backed by zero intelligence. Zuck lost lots of bucks when Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp all went down on Monday, but we have a conspiracy theory as to why it might have been done on purpose. I had something great to say, but Google said I'm being limited by trademark. All on today's show. You know what time it is. It's officially Marketing O'Clock. We bring you all the digital marketing news of the week, powered by the digital marketing community. If you want to join the conversation, hit us up. We are at Marketing O'Clock everywhere, and you can join our community on Discord at community.marketingoclock.com. We record every week from the Cypress North Studios in beautiful Buffalo, New York, to bring you our famous Friday news show. You can subscribe to our show at youtube.marketingoclock.com or wherever you consume your podcast. Head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every article we cover straight to your inbox. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld. A.K.A. Shep. I'm Jess Budd. I'm Mark Saltzarelli. And I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock. Here on October 8th, 2021. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another fabulous show. Caleb is not here this week because Greg needed to be on the ones and twos, so we had enough seats for all four of us. I'm in the Caleb cam. Yes, very exciting. And I just wanted to start at the show. I have a new meme that is just my whole world right now. And it is President Obama hugging Hillary Clinton. He's looking a little sad and she's looking like she's comforting him. And on Obama, it says my seasonal depression. And on Hillary Clinton, it says fall items at Trader Joe's. And that's really where I am mentally, physically. I go every week. I buy all my pumpkin stuff. Everyone thinks I'm crazy. And it's the only thing getting me through. But I support you. It's a wonderful time. Everything is so good. The pumpkin bisque in the jar. Have you tried? No, I... Trader Joe's is just too far away. The need to open one directly in the city of Buffalo. I love it. I would be there right with you doing the same thing, but I just don't want to commute. And they're not on Instacart. That is sad. I walk around, though, and I'm just like, all these people are my people. Such a fabulous place. And another thing that could be Hillary Clinton there is the Unsolved Mysteries podcast, which I just (laughs) discovered. (laughs) Oh, my. It's so comforting and just like relaxing to listen to at work or, you know, when you're doing some chores. Highly recommend. You know what doesn't sound relaxing? (laughs) Unsolved (laughs) Mysteries. That sounds stressful. It's just like really mellow. I just love it. It Makes me want to take a nap. (laughs) Delicious. Jess, what's new with you? I uh, I had my comforting version of Unsolved Mysteries last night. I watched this documentary on YouTube, Hail Satan. Of course. <laughs> Have you, you guys seen this? No. Were you, why were, were you in the documentary? I was not. It, but spoiler alert: they don't worship Satan. I was fooled. Is it they, about like Satanists? It's about Santa. the Satanic Temple, but like their whole thing is that they're an organized religion, but they don't worship Satan. Yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah, it's a whole thing, but it's actually a fun watch, and it's very like seasonally appropriate. I thought, which I think is why it was suggested to me. But it's Hail Satan with a question mark, the name of the film. Okay, okay. that's yeah. your Hillary Clinton. That's Hail, my Hillary Clinton. Hail Satan in this season. Hail Satan. <laughs> I hope my mom isn't listening. <laughs> Mark, what's up with you? You haven't been here in a couple weeks. I know it's been so hard. I've missed you guys. 
But you know how there are things that happen a lot in cartoons and you always like as an adult, like I thought this was going to happen to me way more like falling in quicksand, for example. (laughs) Well, another one of those things is having like a leaky roof and having to put up a bunch of buckets because it literally was raining for 24 hours this weekend. It did not stop. And I came home from being rained on all day to walk into my laundry room and see that it is literally raining inside of there. And I'm not talking like a small drip. It was raining just as hard in there as it was outside. And all from an old window in the room above it that isn't sealed properly. And we, my roommates were home. Somehow none of them noticed the literal noise of it raining in there. And we are pulling towels out from anywhere, finding all sorts of containers that anything that can hold water, we're just throwing under this spot. It was insane. I'd never seen anything like it. When push comes to shove, anything can be a container. (laughs) And that's really one way to do your laundry. Like all those clothes are clean now, right? Yeah. Just hang them up to dry. Febreze them. (laughs) Throw a little soap on, mix them up. Well, that sounds really hard. I'm sorry. And it's raining in our hearts too, right? Mark, you have a little announcement for us? Yes. I recently made a very difficult decision to leave Cypress North. And unfortunately, also means leaving marketing o'clock. I have loved, loved, loved working here the last two years and being a co-host on the podcast last year and a half. It's been an amazing experience. I love everyone at Cypress North. I love our clients. I just love the company in general, but I want to go back in-house. I think that's kind of where my career is at and what I'm looking for right now. And I am just so thankful to the entire Cypress North and Marketing O'Clock team for letting me join them the past two years. Thanks, Mark. We're going to miss you so much. Nobody's going to know my musical theater references. <laughs> and if you notice, he didn't say that he loved our listeners. And that's why he's oh. leaving. <laughs> no, just They're going to run you out with brooms. <laughs> we have the best listeners. Love you guys, too, and all of our friends and BFFs. Yeah. And big thanks to Mark here. He came in, really helped us get so much better, such a leader, hopped up. Didn't miss a beat on our marketing clocks when people were out on extended leave and just Me. a <laughs> powerhouse of a marketer. And we are sad to see him go, but we're your biggest cheerleaders here. So um, we're going to have to have you back on Marketing a Talk. Yes, that's what I was going to say. You so added fun. so much to Marketing a Talk, too. So we have to have you back and get your in-house experience. Mm-hmm. What can I say? I love talking. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of Marketing a Talk, oh, actually, it's a different podcast. Agency Scoop has a new episode. <laughs> It's hard to keep track of everything going on at Cypress North Studios. Yes. Jill from our team is still here, unlike Mark, and she is sitting down with Amalia Fowler this week. (laughs) It's a really good episode. They're talking about like training and management. And Amalia and Jill talk everything you can think of about management. So check it out. It is over an hour. So, you know, carve out a little section of your day, but it's phenomenal. She talks about why she started the wholehearted manager newsletter there's also a podcast coming um and also give her a follow amalia e fowler on twitter and check it out the agency scoop with jill fetcher big friend of the show so we've been dying to get her on one of the podcasts thanks amalia and getting into the news this week Ginny marvin tweeted from her at 
Ads Liaison account. Today we are launching a new budget report in Google Ads to make it easier to visualize and project your monthly campaign spend. You can also see how daily budget changes affect effective performance and monthly spend limits. And then she links to an article about this new budget report. So some details here, you can see your daily spend, which don't forget, might be up to twice your average daily budget, quote, on the days when your ads will likely get more clicks and conversions. And your monthly spending limit will also be shown. This is your average daily budget times the average number of days in a month. And Google Ads says you will not be charged more than this amount in a month. And then you can also see your monthly spend forecasts, cost to date data, and any budget changes you may have made in between that could affect how much you're going to spend this month. Honestly, I just, this gave me PTSD for a few reasons, but all I could think about was insurance, health insurance, when I was reading this. Like your out of pocket maximum, you will not be charged more than this. But then that's different from, it's just so confusing and it doesn't need to be this confusing. They want it to be this confusing. <laughs> so I, I like this. I appreciate the thought. We've had so many improvements with budgets in Google Ads this year, the main one being the monthly spend limits. But this is nice, too, for people who are still using average daily budgets. And it's nice to have. But like I said, it should not be this hard. I just wish we had the choice between like a daily budget that only spent however much you wanted that day because we have to get creative and set up scripts and rules to if we want to cut off spend at a certain amount every day. Um, but Or you can use the monthly budget for B2B clients if you want to control spend that way. But I just wish you had more options with this. Oh, and by the way, P.S., it's useless for your B2B clients because there's this notification on the page. Forecasts may not reflect ad schedules. Oh, yeah. They just don't care. Um, who doesn't have ad schedules? Mark's face. <laughs> this, this is why I get anxious when there's new machine learning or AI that comes out. Like you can't even ref- like think through ad schedules with this. Like you can't look at this and make a projection. Yeah, because even if you're not like B2B where you want to keep it on weekdays or something, or if you're like a business that's reflecting it to your business hours, even if you're not doing either of those things, you still might want bit adjustments at different times and have those in an ad schedule. So I feel like most people are using ad schedules in some way. Yeah, I was so excited about this until I read that. It's like the only clients I would want to use it for have their ads off on nights and weekends or only on in business hours. Like why, what's the point if you're not gonna include ad schedules? I can do that math myself. Can Thank you? you. <laughs> Actually, I probably can't, but. Maths are hard. <laughs> Greg, do you have a better story for us? No, unfortunately I don't. <laughs> but this week there were reports of a whistleblower at Facebook, according to a Wall Street Journal article that came out. Everybody's wondering who this might be, this whistleblower. A lot of folks thought it might be Flo Rida. was actually Frances oh Hogan, a data scientist from Facebook. And she took the documents out of the companies. Tens of thousands of documents. Just like Alex Jones style. It's got the documents. She's got them all over there. And this turned into a 60 Minutes piece, which was pretty long. I think you can probably see it for free for a little bit if you want to go check it out. It's again, it's not that upbeat, but there were specific sections and I just pulled a few out here where Facebook said, we estimate we may action, which is is take action 
um, from little to three to five percent of hate that happens on Facebook, and they acknowledge that, and they also said, and six tenths of a percent of violence on Facebook. And then they also went on to say, and we're industry leaders or something in that. Um, But it was a pretty tough watch, I'd I'd say. And obviously that Wall Street Journal article wasn't fantastic either. And I personally enjoyed an article by Elizabeth Lupato on The Verge where she basically completely tore it apart. And it was one of those phenomenal articles where you take what Facebook says from the spokesperson and then transcribe it into like real life terms. You know what I mean? And it was great. So it's called everything you need to know from the Facebook whistleblower hearing. And Elizabeth starts by saying, this is some big tobacco bullshit. Precisely <laughs> what sleazeball PR We need PR a bleep guru. there. <laughs> I'm editing it today. <laughs> Elizabeth went to go on and start quoting Facebook. This is a Facebook PR quote that Elizabeth has. Today, a Senate Commerce subcommittee held a hearing with a former product manager at Facebook who worked for the company for less than two years, had no direct reports, never attended a decision point meeting with C-level executives, and testified more than six times to not working on the subject matter in question. Translation, and this is where Elizabeth comes in. Today, a peon testified in Congress. She is too unimportant to name. Nothing she says is worthwhile because she's not fancy enough. And she goes out to say all this stuff. This is funny, like, like turning Facebook BS into actual, you know, what they what they meant by it. So go check that out. And I'm sure that's what you heard on the internet, uh, Blaze, about Monday. Correct? No. Oh, yeah. I had some trouble accessing the internet on Monday, actually. <laughs> I, I, I was hitting refresh for like five hours. Yeah. And that was like really the best PR for Facebook. I know their stock dropped. Nobody was talking about the whistleblower because they couldn't. Yeah. Because oh, like, do you think it was a cover up? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. My Trader Joe's meme was just stuck at the top of my Instagram feed all day. That's why I liked it so much. That sounds okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, so Facebook was down for about seven hours on Monday, or maybe we could call that a Roethlisberger was down for Roethlisberger hours. You, you got the wrong. Caleb isn't here. I don't know if you've heard. A lover hours? That Taylor like Swift tennis? Album? No, the seventh album from one Taylor Swift. Oh, even I got that. Okay. Well, anyway, it was down for about seven hours on Monday, <laughs> and there was a great article on Cloudflare that talked about the specifics. Facebook also gave their you know kind of high level look at what had happened, and one of the things I thought was a little bit hilarious was. They use workspace internally to communicate. That went down. Google Facebook, workspace? No, Facebook workspace. Oh. Um, then Facebook was down. All their internal communication was down. Facebook phone and like messenger was down. Everything was down because they were all on one the, platform. The, the doors were down. They couldn't yeah. <laughs> ask us anything. They had to like, I think they like drilled open the doors to get to the server. That is insane. Wow. Because they're all like under like fob systems. Yeah. And there were some fire takes out there. I think the best take was Twitter that just had a three word tweet out there that said, hello, literally everyone. That was uh, one of the best ones. Another great one was from somebody, Aaron Amak, 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 Ryan. I don't understand this. Morning Gloria on Twitter. But she says, 
With Instagram down, influencers are going to have to go door to door making teenage girls feel like shit about themselves. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then there were a bunch that had just like Mark Zuckerberg's face on somebody like caught like dead in a server room, you know what I mean? Like covered in wires and stuff like that. And then I think the worst tweets I saw about. I don't know if I had a nickel for every one of these tweets that I saw, I probably have like, uh, I don't know, like a dollar 20 or something. But people would say like, this is why you don't put all your eggs in one basket. And it's like, look, Facebook's down. That's just weird. Who's putting all like influencers putting all their eggs in one basket? Advertisers? (laughs) I don't know. It's it's just tired. So, and then there was some, some walkiness with ads. So just check that out and remember annotate it everywhere in your GA. It was Monday the 4th and um, again, nobody's talking about Flo Rida and that other whistleblower out there either. So. No, they're just talking about the memes. Mm-hmm. All right, Jess, what do you got? All right, well, we are going to stick with the book here, but change gears to something, I guess, less depressing, but also less interesting. Advertisers should note a new change that is coming to how ad reach estimates are displayed. For those unfamiliar, these estimates are a stab at your reach based on the targeting and placement configuration of your ad set. And currently, those are displayed as a pretty specific range of numbers. The example that Andrew Hutchinson used in his article on social media today showed that people reached was estimated to be between 201 and 581. Wow. So I like even numbers. I'm fine if those hit the road. But the new version is much, much broader. The screenshot of how this will look with the change is straight from Facebook's announcement. So it's obviously not the same audience. I'm not saying your audiences are going to grow this much, but just check the difference in this example, 10 million to 20 million is your estimated reach. So a difference of about whatever that math is, 300 or so, and one to 10 million. We gotta get a math guy on this podcast. Literally, the the top range is double the bottom range. Right. I'm no math guy, but that sounds like a lot. (laughs) Speaking of numbers, you said you like a nice even number. Can you talk about your gas pumping and and what it is again i I forgot i was thinking about you the other day thank you while you're pumping gas yes (laughs) yeah so my thing with gas is that when i pump it i have to land on an even number or fives i will accept fives for the price as well as how many gallons and just this morning i got gas in my car and when it stopped that it was full it was on an even number at the top and an even number at the bottom and i said I'm walking away, got my gas. I didn't try to squeeze any more out. It was perfect. It was and most days, day. Jess comes in with her shoes covered in gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> I really worry about you. I love the smell while I'm You're standing there. You're going up too. to the cashier. It's like, can I return some gas? <laughs> Please take this back. It's too much. Ah, anyway, so I don't know. Numbers are changing in Facebook ads. They're also changing the name too. So just keep an eye out for that so you know what it is. Potential reach is being changed to estimated ad size. So I didn't see this in my account yet. I still have potential reach in there. So when you see that name change over, that's when the numbers are going to change over. There was another helpful nugget though in this article regarding how the estimates are generated. And here's a quote from Facebook. They said, In cases where a person has connected their Facebook and Instagram accounts in Account Center, their Facebook and Instagram accounts will be counted collectively as a single account for ad estimation purposes. If a person has not connected Facebook and Instagram, their accounts will be counted as multiple accounts for estimation purposes. I paraphrased at the end, but essentially you can count as two people if you haven't connected your Facebook and Instagram accounts. That I don't believe is new. That was a quote from the Help Center, so I don't think it's coming along with this change, but with this change and things getting broader, it's important to know how that's calculated. So Yeah. 
something to be aware of. You could be two people if you want. And I know you're connected because you, your stories are on Facebook for your mom, right? Yeah, but I still haven't connected Messenger, so I don't know how any of it works. Oh, who oh. does that? Wait, I did it just because if you connect Instagram Messenger and Facebook Messenger, you get like custom reactions to Instagram messages. Yeah, I'm harding everything still. So I can <laughs> use my double exclamation points. Mm. Bang, bang. Fair point. Now it's time for this week's Take of the Week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up just for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. And this week's Take of the Week comes from PPC Greg at PPC Greg on Twitter. And he says, frustrating that I can't use the copyrighted term budget in my ads, but G can use it in their recommendations. Hashtag PPC chat. And he has a screenshot where the ad is eligible but limited because the trademark that is claimed is budget, <laughs> which... Like the truck rental? Like car rental. That's I don't I know, but of. it's like a real word. You can't yeah. just trademark anything. I, we, I've had it from the most common words, and I've been like... One time, actually, I got trademark for Streamline, and I'm like, thank God the client's like not going to make me use Streamline in <laughs> every piece of ad copy. Yeah, it's a lot of characters, too. Streamline that, yeah, that. I can change it to Synergize. Oh, that's <laughs> fewer. Yeah, great. <laughs> and then the top recommendation for you, and this is to Greg, was plus 12.2% to your OptiScore. Raise your budgets. So it just adds injury to insult. I would just Insult to injury? Right? Well, you're injured if you apply this recommendation. Either so. way, you're insulted and injured. So <laughs> <hate> <laughs> I always am. I think I would literally just like copy that like trademarks and ad text text and then just like send it like when you dismiss it and you can put other as the reason why and just paste that mm, you're real snarky here in your final days <laughs> getting it all out now <laughs> now it's time for this week's I see why am I this is something you just might not have seen maybe something that you overlooked but you shouldn't have I see why am I people from PPC Greg at PPC Greg on Twitter ever heard of him? He says auditing a search term report, add as a keyword, defaults as broad match to open your campaign up as much as possible. Add as negative keyword, defaults as an exact match negative to block as little as possible. This kind of stuff drives me nuts. Though my favorite is so close variants have been like slowly rolling out all the like over the years they started with plurals now it's like oh the same search intent is there so it's so you can't avoid any of it with your exact match keywords but with your negative keywords you have to add plurals for every single term because they won't use close variants even if you want them to hate it can't Thanks, wait PPC till they start card. ignoring negative keywords. Oh, God. Stop, Stop giving them ideas. You're not going to work for Google, are you? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Could you imagine? It'd be like, like Star Wars 3, Revenge of the Sith. I'm going to the dark side. <laughs> you better You not. will try. <laughs> now it's time for this week's... Pew, pew. Lightning round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid. Organic and social. First up in the paid universe this week, we're going to start with Facebook here. Michael Taylor at hammer underscore T on Twitter says Facebook is going all in on 
Campbell's. Here are the major takeaways from a one-hour webinar I was invited to. Okay, couple things here. First of all, love the humble brag, Michael. Okay, real recognize real. Second of all, I know it's a big speed up model, but I'm gonna say, hmm. <laughs> okay, it's better. <laughs> um, this is a really big thread. I'm just gonna do the first few parts. So Facebook is bullish. I guess we need the bleep again here. Facebook is bullish on mm, mm-hmm. to solve the iOS 14 problem. They are investing a lot in open source and have created special mm, feed measurement for measurement partners. Then apparently they actually use mm, for attribution for their own products. Like, of course they do. And they also said that click-based attribution is a joke. LOL. They found no correlation between engagement metrics and sales. Like, this just sounds like a nightmare. Good luck, everyone. Do you know who's really into this? Crash test yeah! dummies. What? Is that a band? The band? Do they have a song called mm? it's Yeah, called- Friends with Allison mm. Chains. Miss mm. <laughs> <laughs> Chains. You remember her? Love her. Mm. You know, mm. no, I don't know mm. anything you know. Mm. Facebook also released a conversion API gateway, and I found information about it accidentally while checking, checking the partner list on Facebook. Obviously not me. I don't know if you guys even know me. I would never do that. Um, This is a quote from Ira from Stape.io. And she says there are currently no official announcements or documentation available for this product. But that didn't stop her from giving this a test. So if you want to know more about how to set up the conversion, the Facebook conversion API gateway, information regarding its cost and some issues that might arise during setup, just check out this article. We will have it in our newsletter this week. Google Ads has a new tool called OCI Helper to make it easier to import offline conversions and support you with detailed steps and project management guidance. So once you you assign team members different roles in this and then OCI Helper like walks everyone through the individual steps that they need to do, um, gives everyone like personalized email about what their n- next steps are. And then there's also a centralized dashboard to help you keep track of your current progress across your team. There's really nice icons in here too. It seems like a nice tool. So if you're importing offline conversions, it seems like a big help. And Google is making YouTube ads on connected TVs more shoppable by expanding video action campaigns to CTVs. If you see one of these ads on your TV, you'll be invited through a URL at the bottom of the screen to continue shopping on the brand's website from your desktop or mobile device without interrupting your viewing session. So it just displays a URL on the screen. Like, I don't know who's going to look at an ad and then go type in the URL. No, this is where a QR code would legit help. You think? Oh, well, but Greg- then you need to get up. <laughs> Fair. Do you, though? You could just zoom. I don't know. QR codes are so divisive. Like, Greg is firmly anti-QR code. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. What am I What am I anti-QR code Anytime for? they come up, you're like, I, nobody's going to do that. I, I don't even know how QR codes work. I wrote a blog post on QR codes on cypressnorth.com. You always want to use bit.ly's. So when you do your video action campaigns, put the bit.ly's in. No, 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 no. I don't like a QR code going to a hard-coded URL that you don't own. I like having it go to something that you can change. Okay. So as long as it's your domain, use it in your video action campaigns, people. And I like this idea. I like it. You're going to do it? 
I might. This is what YouTube should be doing. They should be trying to get their awesome content, just like this show that many people are watching on YouTube, get it onto the TVs. And then when all of a sudden, if we have a sponsor, we can put a sponsor link up on there. They can go get the code, get right to it. Like, why wouldn't you do that? I just think it, it is hard. Like, you're, you're asking people to type it in or... Well, that's what use you use the a QR code. Yeah. I know, I know, but then people have to read the random Bitly letters. I don't know. You can, if you pay for Bitly, you can customize what it is. I like that it's an option. I just don't know if I myself on my couch with my terrible remote would be doing it. I also just wanted to point out this article um, has an amazing video of like the fake product is called Corner, and there's this like lovely little grandma shopping in the beginning. Then there's these two people sitting on a couch together, reading at the same time. It's very bizarre. Have you guys seen this? No, no but okay. you really just painted a picture. I'm pasting it in. I, I had the wrong link before, but just click on it real quick and watch this very short video. Tomatoes are $1.99 yeah. at Corner. It's very bizarre. Light bulbs are two fifty. I just feel like this grandma is being like, I don't know. Why would you want someone walking in your grandma's house with a box of tomatoes? There's a pandemic. And who reads, who cuddles while reading on the couch? This is an ad shop. It's not real life. I don't trust these people. Mm. They shop at Jasper's. Mm-hmm. But, but grandma's so excited to see that tomato. <laughs> these are the kind I'm of people. happy for her. I don't know. These are the kind of people who are going to respond to these. So just be careful. From Amalia Fowler, friend of the show and Agency Scoop guest on Twitter. I have a fly buzzing around my face and I'm going to murder it. Oh, it's around me now. <laughs> She says, if I increase my target CPA from $225 to over $2,000, I can get one more lead a week. Thanks, Google. Love to see it. Is this online gambling? Yeah. Should we report Google ads? These are the recommendations we love to see. I just solved a mystery, by the way. A murder mystery. What? The Zodiac Killer? No. (laughs) A murder of a fly. (laughs) It was shot. I have the proof. You picked the wrong podcast studio, Mr. Fly, okay? He's still alive. He's buzzing around. He's dead. (laughs) So PPC Greg tweeted about the new Google Ads editor update, and it includes, he links to Barry Schwartz's article on Search Engine Roundtable, and it includes um, support for YouTube audio, hotel campaigns, lead form extensions, then all these different extension types that people have never heard of, including asset-based call-out extensions and asset-based structured snippet extensions. I had never heard of these either, but Conda Ready Go Ready responded at from his at Ready 2449 Twitter account. 2448 was taken. Um, the Google rep says asset-based slash upgrade extensions extensions are nothing but the automated extensions with the edit option so that would be nice if that's coming um either way they just gave us something nobody even knew what it was before they gave us support for negative keyword lists so great and from mike ryan at mike ryan retail on twitter he asks ppc chat if he's the only one getting moderately stressed by conversion value rules in google ads Customer lifetime value is not a trivial topic. And then he links to this article about new shopping recommendations that have launched. And it talks about how they're calculating something based on expected lifetime value of the new customer. How do they know that? I don't trust it. And I'm nervous too, Mike. They don't even know how your ad budget changes with or your spend changes with an ad schedule. (laughs) (laughs) But they know how much this person's going to spend in the future. They don't. Their whole life. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to spend a million dollars. 
I'm nervous too, Mike. You're right. Okay, so remember last week those new columns that Chris Ridley found in Keyword Planner for three-month trends? No? Okay, well, good. Don't get used to them. <laughs> because Carolyn Leiden tweeted from, um, she talked to a Google rep who says this is just a small experiment, so don't get used to them. And BFF of the show shared a new article from Simo Ahava. We haven't heard from Simo in a while, but he has a new article about how to measure ad blocker impact with server-side GTM. So you can learn how to measure the ratio of homepage views um, where ads were blocked, where Google Analytics was blocked, and where Google Tag Manager was blocked. So Simo has the best guides. Check it out. And good news for all my Dutch friends in the gambling biz. Google Ads will begin to accept ads for online casinos and daily fantasy sports from state licensed entities. I just feel like they're all gambling with like clogs and tulips and such a nice place there. Well, you love stereotypes. <laughs> they can be trusted with gambling ads in the Netherlands. <laughs> Okay, there is also a policy update for high-fat sugar, salt, food, and beverage. That sounds like a Maroon 5 song. Does what? It? <laughs> what, mm, what are those songs? It like, does. It's, it's the sequel to, um, what is it? Salt, sugar. fat, acid, heat. That, that watermelon sugar, which is canceled. Harry Styles. Yeah, or maybe a Harry Styles song. You know, you're like, high-fat, salt, sugar, salt. No? Food, I was just going to say beverage. it's like a policy update for like all the good things. That's what they should change the title to. Anyway, on September 30th, Google will begin enforcing a new policy on shopping ads to restrict the serving of all high-fat sugar, salt, food, and beverage ads for minors in the United Kingdom and the European Union. I mean, why are we showing ads to minors anyway? Whatever. Um, And it's not completely banned, so check this out if you're in the high-fat sugar, salt, food, and beverage biz in the UK. Check it out. I didn't realize we were selling food and beverage through shopping ads. Whatever floats your boat. I know you're looking for more opportunities. That's something you could do. (laughs) Okay, I guess let's go now. (laughs) Google Ads is giving us more information about their new enhanced conversions. So they say enhanced conversions allow tags to use consented user-provided data from your website to give more accurate view of how people convert after engaging with your ads. This data is hashed to ensure security and protect user privacy, and you'll receive aggregated and anonymized conversion reporting. So if you want more info on that, we'll have it in Discord and our newsletter, marketingclock.com slash newsletter. And we're just going to end on a little positive note here. I know we're all really struggling this time of year. I said seasonal depression, you know, it's stressful. So John Kagan said, hey, BBC Chat, if you ever wonder if you have your together, just remember, YouTube relies on MRC, and I know we've like talked about MRC on the show before, to tell them they are ban- they are brand safe compliant. View their active and unsecure website that looks like it was made on GeoCities in 2001. Seriously, click this tweet and look at the website, everybody, okay? Aww. It, this... <laughs> 2001 seems a little generous. <laughs> but they have news updates as of September 17th, 2021. So they're still maintaining this. But who? It's a legit company. Everyone needs to stop what they're doing. MediaRatingCouncil.org. Check it out. This is just such a beautiful website. And I bet they have spectacular core web vitals. What's happening in organic? Well, Google is in the middle of one of its many battles with EU antitrust regulators. This time, it's hoping to overturn the record $5 billion fine the the European Commission levied against it in 2018. So what's their plan? Hint, it's not what you'd think. 
They didn't hire Dean Strang, Gloria Allred, Mark Garrigus, or anybody in Shep's podcast. There was no talk of habeas corpus, rather only the most humblest, braggiest that has ever been stated. And they say, we have submitted evidence showing that the most common search query on Bing is, by far, Google. <gasps> Oof. I just like thinking that Microsoft is watching, like cheering this on, and then they just catch a stray out of nowhere. And I'm like, Ugh, no low contendere, no mas. What are you saying over there? Just legal words and then boxing terms. What's happening in the Caleb corner, okay? <laughs> I, think, I think that was Spanish. <laughs> All right, next up from Azim, at Azim Digital, from the at, uh, not, it's not at Azim Digital Ass, it's just the Azim Digital Ass podcast. He says, looks like Spotify is really pushing pods right now, especially with updates to polls for more podcasters. We got on that beta, we used it a few times, and then we stopped. But um, additionally, there's kind of like a new matching feature that Azim saw. And I looked at it, and I hated it. <laughs> and Azim mm. said he didn't see that many independent pods in the final list. But one of the screen, it was just one of those things that's like too cutesy. It's like vibe yeah. check. How do you I saw it too. It? It, like, it didn't ask any specific questions about like what you wanted to listen to. It was like, where do you listen? Yeah, and then Mark and Jess are doing it live <laughs> on the YouTube. <laughs> and hey, it's, it's, it's a pandemic, YouTube. Um, but one of the screens says, last thing, what kind of commitment are you looking for? And it's like, I, I, I want to listen to a podcast. I don't want none. Like, what is this? I'm, I'm afraid of commitment. Also, what kind of commitment do you get touching pinkies with someone? Like, know, that's not a pinky, a pinky promise, promise. But that's not what that is. They're not interlocked. They're... They're tapping. They're considering it. They're pinky tapping. So when you hit the next button, it's a pinky promise. Thanks. I hate it. No, thanks. (laughs) And if you want more things, I hate it. We now have Shep's new favorite channel in our Discord channel, community.marketingclock, where Jess and I exchange our thanks I hate it's in public. There's a lot of really, really cringe stuff in there. Yeah. We're basically just doing anything to get Jess to actually um, be active in Discord. Spoiler alert. It doesn't work. (laughs) One time he tagged me, though, and I clicked it. From an email. <laughs> Gold star. All right. And Listen, additionally, pinky promise. And additionally, TechCrunch reported that they're also rolling out Q&As for everybody on, on Spotify as well. So check that out. Next up for data nerds everywhere. They're in a froth over new bubble visualization of BigQuery data. And this comes from the at Google Analytics account. You can basically show geography as bubbles. So... Wee. <laughs> Fun. All right. Next up in the Hey Caleb news, <laughs> YouTube has announced that the YouTube Shorts Fund is coming to 30 plus more countries, including Argentina, Australia, Canada, Egypt, Germany, Italy, South Korea, and so many more, according to YouTube. And again, I don't know. I want to see who they give the money to. Are they ever going to show who they give this $100 million to? Like, I, I have a feeling it's not all of it. Do you think out. they have like the big checks? Aw, like Publisher's Clearinghouse? Yeah. They probably use a check in like vertical format or something stupid. <laughs> in, my, in my high school, they made one of like the big checks out of a ceiling tile. That's so square. <laughs> right? They, no, they're rectangular ceiling tiles. Did they put it back when they were done? <laughs> what no, about you the take ceiling? it to the bank and put it in your... No wonder it's raining in your house. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody removed the giant asbestos check. All right, next up from Brody, 
Clark at Brody SEO on Twitter. Short videos carousel is now appearing as a test in Google's desktop search results. In case you forgot, there were short videos that showed up on mobile. And now those videos are coming from YouTube, TikTok, Facebook when it's up and more. And I don't get the allure of short videos on desktop. Don't get it. Never will understand it. This is like the skinny jeans trend. I never understood why people bought jeans you'd have to cut off. I don't get it. And I think we're going to look back at this and say, no, if you're on desktop, you shouldn't have vertical short videos. Okay, based on your what you just said, I don't think you know what skinny jeans are. Yeah, yeah but because be- I wear skinny jeans to work quite often. <laughs> I was too. literally wearing them you last Friday. You don't cut skinny jeans. I think you have to cut them off. They're so tight. Oh. I like to get them off. No, they're stretchy, Greg. Oh, they're basically. I didn't quite get that. Let me help you. Um, so <laughs> please. <laughs> the other thing is, I think this is for people who like aren't doing work at work. Just a guess. Yeah, oh. none of us would know. <laughs> oh, it's like doing TikTok, but you're like, look, I'm just googling yeah. things. I hate it. No. <laughs> like Eve in Life Size. <laughs> <laughs> All See, right. what am I going to do without you? What? <laughs> Is that like, the Tyra Banks to, like, Disney call movie? Me in. <laughs> if it's not Smart House, I don't want it. All right. Next up, a software engineer at Google, Malte Ubel, at Cramforce on Twitter, has stated that Google search is no longer supporting Internet Explorer 11. And my favorite part was why. I said, we did the math. It is time, period. <laughs> it is. Not even a contraction. You're doing the math. It's like, Can we right. see the math? I know. But yeah, I picture it's like one of those memes where we're calculating numbers and you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, the math. No more. <laughs> I 11. Send those math guys over here. Like they can sit in Mark's seat after he's gone. Just do all the math for us. <laughs> I'm being so mean. It is time. Sarah does all the math so here. Much. The reality is the actual reason that I'm leaving is because we share an office now. Uh, oh. 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 Wow. 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 I made that joke first. It's okay. <laughs> no, well, I didn't. I wouldn't want to share an office with me either. <laughs> you turn the lights on. I know. I'm How to- dare I? <laughs> And next up from Glenn Gabe, at Glenn Gabe on Twitter, he says, YouTube ads continue watching to resume unfinished videos on your phone. If you're in the middle of viewing something and leave YouTube for Android or iOS, opening YouTube on the web will display that video in the bottom right corner. Is this a joke? Why don't they just let the vi- you keep the video playing while you're in another app? Because you need to have YouTube Premium or YouTube Red or YouTube Hub or Hub Fans or whatever the stupid premium service was called. That's what you need to do it. This is the definition of insanity. It's insane. It is. It is too much. Also, I hate these things. Like Facebook did this, and when it first came out, I couldn't figure out how to get the video out of the corner. And I'm like, go away. I don't want to watch you. That's why I exited out. But you can order tomatoes from corner. Okay, I'm fine now. All right, next up, we're keeping it here with Glenn Gabe. He says, still haven't migrated to HTTPS. I wonder how many people will click through your site when presented with this interstitial by Chrome. This is via Chrome's HTTP only mode, period. Good luck, I have (laughs) someone who hasn't, YouTube's Media Rating Council. Oh, yikes. (laughs) .org? But if you're not HTTPS and somebody's using that in their Chrome browser, it says the connection to your site is not secure. It's huge and you're going to lose traffic. Like Glenn Gabe says, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next up. Whoa, wait. Oh, my. We have 
news here. There's a huge search ranking algorithm update on October 2nd and 3rd, and it is officially time for Barry's Charts with Greg, an audio program for visual charts. And Barry starts (laughs) his post by saying, I know I sound like a broken record yet again. We have another unconfirmed Google search ranking algorithm update over the weekend. This one is off the charts. Huge. Massive. Did he really say that? He said that for you. Oh, he did. He did. Oh my the gosh, people, she's trolling you. The people love the segment. I cannot tell you. What people? Everybody. It's just I would like to meet them. Barry We've and Azeem. doubled our listenership from the segment. <laughs> from yeah, two to four. And <laughs> 20 million. Anyway, it's from the second <laughs> and the third. And I'm just going to go through. There were some fantastic charts this week. A really hard choice. <laughs> and first up was AccuRanker. And it was in this Pleasantville-esque turn, spoiler alert, AccuRanker their data went full Keenan Ivory weigh-ins on the 4th. And I'll never look at the AccuRanker charts again after seeing how this epic date was in full living color. Next up, a good contender was Mosecast. And man, they need to get a PCR test as on the 3rd, they had a fever with 101 temperature. All right, next up is from... SEM Rush, aka SEMrush, aka SEM Rush, and they must have tuned in last week as their charts were absolutely took off, turning from Monument Valley to the cliffs of Red Rock Canyon, what going into happening? very high. You need to see the visuals. That's why we talk about it. On the right, and our listeners are our, our listeners. listeners are all listening. So he's painting the picture. Okay, yes. you can't picture the the beautiful charts. Nobody right. knew he meant beautiful by that. <laughs> and then this week's winner was none other than an advanced web ranking. Not only did they surpass the Burj Khalifa surge that we saw last week, I legit think they broke their tool. Yeah, what is that black box? So if you look above it, there's a line that's medium and high. (laughs) And we were astonished when we saw how high it went on the 23rd. (laughs) But it gets so high, I took the discrepancy from medium to high and I put it on top. They need a whole new line. Actually, it is so much higher. Oh. It's beyond high. Okay, so the black box was your own edition. I literally took it in Photoshop, <laughs> and I looked pixel by pixel to see how high this was and compared to medium to high. It's higher than medium to high, high to whatever this is. Unbelievable Greg, you have got to start sleeping. I mean. <laughs> so congrats. <laughs> Man, I'm sorry, Advanced Web Rankings, because I think you need to fix your tool now. It's officially over. And that was Barry's Charts with Greg, an audio program about visual charts. Okay, thank you for that. All right, next up in lighthearted news, it's an article from futurism.com. Mo Goodwatt, formerly the chief business officer for Google's Moonshot organization, which was called Google X at the time, issued a warning in a new interview with the Times. He said that he believes artificial general intelligence, AGI, the sort of all-powerful sentient AI seen in science fiction like Skynet from The Terminator, is inevitable. And that once it's here, humanity may very well find itself staring down an apocalypse brought forth by godlike machines. He says, the reality is we're creating God. Um, How are you going right. to follow up charts with Greg with this? How am I going to follow this what up? What a roller And that's coaster. a great question because now that we have our new gods in progress, it's time for blasphemy news with Shep. And in case you heard, you besmirched the Grateful Dead name and Barry Schwartz took offense last week. And he said, what's wrong with the Grateful Dead? To which I responded, I mean, honestly, it's because their lead singer was Jerry Garcia, not Taylor Swift. 
And then Barry said, I think Taylor Swift would agree that Jerry Garcia has better vocals. Dot, dot, dot. And then I responded. With, I don't think you knew who Jerry Garcia was, to be honest. I still don't. I <laughs> said, no offense, Chunky Dead. Monkey's the best flavor. It's the lead singer of The Grateful Dead, Jerry Garcia. Okay, well, but I Jerry prefer. Jerry Garcia is one of my favorite I flavors. prefer Chunky Monkey. I prefer Taylor Swift's ice cream. She doesn't have she doesn't one. Exactly. Have one. Exactly. So you case don't closed. like ice cream? No. I no, mean, it, it, I'm supporting Barry power listener of the show i support barry i just don't like the grateful dead what about dancing i'm grateful Barry's. for barry <laughs> and do you, th- do you think Barry's. he's right do you think that taylor swift would agree that jerry garcia has better vocals i don't know i couldn't they were talking about doing cocaines on the song and i was just like cocaine? this is my thing <laughs> how many cocaines were they doing four cocaines please <laughs> I-, I heard a song shep oh shep that was yeah, similar exactly that's like the same kind of energy i'm not interested in listening to that and then a funny thing is shep had no idea what grateful dad was and then in our slack channel she goes omg are all the ben and jerry's flavors named after marijuana brands or <laughs> bands. Bands. bands because the other one's fish food with the ph so anyway, I just like the fact it's like, oh yeah, I wonder what uh, Americone Dream, what marijuana band this one's after. Uh, but that's it in organic, Jess. What's happening in social? Ask Mark. He's and helping Mark. me out. And Mark. <laughs> We're splitting it up today. A banana split from the Chunky Monkey. Mm, is that a marijuana band? <laughs> Ahoy, mateys. Twitter just swabbed the doc, and by that I mean they added a ton of new features to TweetDoc. First, you can switch between multiple accounts using the add an existing account feature. There's been improvements to real-time monitoring, including new columns that show the latest tweets first, and the ability to clear tweets within a column to show the latest tweets as they're published. You can also now navigate with ease with two new shortcuts, scroll to top and see new tweets. Um, And then if you accidentally delete a column, there's now an undo button for that. Great feature. Now give us an edit button for tweets. Unbelievable. Mm. If you missed that DM column, well, guess what? It's back with new view, manage, and send options. And lastly, if you're one of those people out there using a mouse and not a trackpad, there is new scroll bar functionality just for you. And next up in the Twitterverse from Twitter Business at Twitter Business on Twitter. Starting this week, we are beginning to introduce Twitter for professionals, an entirely new platform for brand identity on Twitter. For more on the announcement, check out our blog post, which you can find in our newsletter. And basically, professional profiles um, are going to create a unique and clearly defined presence for creators and brands, which will include um, the professional category that best suits you um, and a space to showcase about information, your shop, your newsletter, if you're using the Twitter newsletter feature, and more. And professional accounts will become the gateway for Twitter ads, quick promote, advanced profile features, and any future efforts around shopping. Next up from Hillary Quinn of Proximo Web Design at Proximo Webs on Twitter, she is quote tweeting a tweet from Product Hunt. 
Clubhouse now lets users clip 30 seconds of audio to save it and share it. The feature is in beta and is currently only limited to a small group of creators. This can make creating shareable moments easier to share outside of the app. And when you hear something great, hit the scissor icon to capture and save the previous 30 seconds of audio. And Hillary says exactly what we're thinking. This is dot dot great news slash trouble. Seriously, I feel like people are already going away from Clubhouse. This would make me even less inclined to speak on it. Yeah. And the thing is like like that, like you can have the audio taken out of context, yeah. which is the yep. major concern. And that's why it's only being rolled out to a very small beta and they were very selective about who is included so they can kind of identify if there are going to be any problems with this feature not misappropriated um and like it's funny because people called out in articles like hey like this is weird for a platform that's already had trouble with content moderation um the good news is that it will only be the default for open or public rooms, and you can toggle them off anytime if you have an open or public room, if you don't want people to do this, okay. and they will never be available for private, social, or club rooms. The thing I don't get, though, is you do that clip and you share it. People aren't going to be able to get back to that conversation. It's over. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, You can't so, be like, oh, come on in. Go listen to the entire show. Um, they actually... so. That's a great point you make, Greg, which um, they already thought of. Um, they also kind of with this release, there's two more features and one of them is replays for live rooms. So if you were letting people clip your room, you can actually have a recorded version of your room that people could refer back to. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and then on Android, they also have spatial audio, but only for Android. iPhone Be is left behind this time. Because right now, Twitter spaces die, I guess, unless you do this clubhouses die but spotify's green room i believe can stick around yeah because green room is meant kind of to be like a live version of podcasts right. so it's intended that you would kind of save it and like use that as your podcast well that's cool if you can save your clubhouse and you know yeah. use it as a podcast or something so many opportunities for both good and bad and speaking of bad, in this week's edition of Governments Making Laws About Things They Know Nothing About, from Ariana Garcia of The Verge, how Texas's social media censorship law could mean more spam in your inbox. Is Ariana related to Cherry? I don't know. I was really thinking of, like, it's an interesting way we went with the Cherry Garcia but I was thinking more of like Ariana Grande. It's very similar. I misread yeah, it the same. first time. And I'm like, oh, Ariana Grande is now a correspondent for The Verge. She gave up for her music career. Oh, what career but, moves yeah. like you. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yes, marijuana bans. Um, so Texas House had a bill, Texas House Bill 20 passed on September 9th. And the main goal of that was having social media stipulations. Um, that were around regulating content because they were making accusations that social media platforms um, have an anti-conservatorship agenda and aren't tailoring content appropriately, um, which was debunked um, by a study on Twitter, which, so it's not true. Um, the nuance is that your content is based around your followers. So if you are... So if you follow a lot of conservative people, your content will be more conservative. If you follow a lot of liberal people, your content will be more liberal. That's literally all it's based around. So the bias there isn't true. Um, but kind of looped in here, they also included email 
somehow. And the quote um, from here is, um, impeding the transmission of email messages based on content. And that quote is literally what spam filters do. What they're designed to do is say whether something is spam or not based on the content of the email and the history of sending from that email domain and email address. And this is operating on an assumption that Donald Trump's campaign solicitation emails were ending up in spam filters because of an anti-conservative anti agenda, um, despite there being no scientific evidence there. Um, and it, that didn't really make sense. And then the bill is super confusing and really can't be executed as law. And I will quote from someone much smarter than me, Eric Goldman, a professor at Santa Clara University of Law who focuses on internet IP and advertising law. The nuances email services aren't in the business of hearing billions of complaints from spammers saying, you didn't have the right to block me. Email services can't do that. It's not a scalable option for them. Like spam filters are designed a certain way. You can't kind of make laws or regulations about email um, ISP platforms having to hear all these complaints about how content's being filtered and how they're filtering content in their spam filters. There isn't really an agenda other than preventing spam coming into your inbox. So we could all be getting a ton of spam if this is somehow enforced. Oh no. And last up in my half of the social news this week from Ian Carlos Campbell of The Verge, which I had to call out his Twitter because it's a great handle, at Soup's the name. And he said this great, um, I quote, because no peace can be found in the age of man, TikTok has decided to partner with select creators, celebrities, and online entities like Lil Nas X, Bella Porch, and Grimes to... Release a collection of non-fungible tokens. Oh, Jess is a new Grimes fan. I am. I'm super into Grimes as of this week. Oh, okay, because she's no longer with Elon Musk. It has nothing to do with that, but I saw this cool purple outfit that she was wearing, and so I decided to listen to her music, and then I sent Shep a whole playlist that has nothing to do with Grimes, and we went on a journey together, and I'm super into Grimes. Oh, you guys are like besties. She yes. looked like she came from the Will Smith Wild Wild West movie. With that, Selma Hayek? Well, yes. that makes sense. She said now that she's um, separating from Elon Musk, she's going to start um, a lesbian space commune on one of Jupiter's moons. Oh, I just love that journey for her. I think it was Jupiter. <laughs> well, anyway, back to the news. What does this mean? Um, TikTok is getting into the NFT game with TikTok Top Moments, which are culturally significant TikToks that will be auctioned off in the form of one-of-one one NFTs weekly, starting this past week on October 6th with a Little Nas X and Rudy Willingham collab. So is Little Nas X making money off of it? I hope so. Okay. I would, like, right? I mean, TikTok's definitely making money off of it. I mean, yeah, it's it's their content. I, I'd imagine there's a split. Okay, well, I hope my, like, when I make it big on TikTok, I make the money. You're culturally significant to me. <laughs> totally. Aww. What do you have on TikTok that could sell? Um, Just videos like me and my daughter dancing. Oh, tell us about your kid. You know what? I've gone the whole day and you mm. asked. 
I'm uncomfortable. Let's move it on. What's up with your social news, Jazz? All right. So this probably should have been in paid, but I didn't read it until like 30 minutes before we were recording, and I couldn't do that to you, Shep. So cool newness is coming to Facebook ads specifically for nonprofits. And I quote, nonprofit organizations who are onboarded to the Facebook fundraising tools now have the option to bring their donation advertising campaigns onto the Facebook platform. Dot, dot, dot. This new signal resilient product enables your organization to benefit from Facebook's personalized advertising solutions with two new custom audiences, previous donors and previous fundraiser creators. That's kind of a big piece of news if you're in the fundraising space, those new custom audiences available to you. Pretty cool. And according to the post, this was from GivePanel. Uh, this feature's rolling out through October. So if you're eligible but don't see it in your account yet, don't panic. It's coming. And this one's from the desk of AKA Shep. It was posted to Discord and screenshotted for me because I totally didn't see it there. It looks like there is a new feature in Instagram that basically reads minds. So Shep, this is from your account, right? Yeah. So she shared a screenshot that says... Olivia, it shows Olivia Rodrigo's, uh, like, a post from her, and it says, follow. And above It's her Vogue that, cover. Uh, well, yeah, but who cares what it's about? <laughs> um, it says above it, because you viewed a post from the morning toast. So aside from your point that you don't follow her and you should and Instagram read your mind, this is, like, a really specific recommendation just based on a post that you viewed? Yeah, and I've seen it a bunch since. Did you... What was the post about? Did, did they post her Vogue cover, too? I'm trying to figure uh, out No, the they didn't, is. but they... That's the podcast I listen to that's, like, pop culture, so it's, like, they would talk about her, but, but they didn't post this specifically. Post. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you could just be scrolling by and beauty. You didn't even like it. It would have made sense wild. if it said, like, because you follow the morning toes. Totally. But I don't... Mm-hmm. I, very interesting. They've got our eyes on our eyes. And I've seen it a lot since. I've, they're trying to be like TikTok and like bring things that you don't follow but might be interested in without the that extra page, I think. It just seems very... I, I view a lot of things I'm not interested in. So that just seems loose to me. But yeah. whatever. And I hadn't made it to the end of my feed, okay? I haven't done that since becoming a mother, just for the record. Congratulations. Welcome to the real world. Thanks. You're a mother? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> All right, moving on. Pinterest is hosting its first ever exclusive event for small and medium-sized businesses that is aptly named Pinterest Performs for SMBs. It's a virtual event designed to enlighten and inspire with tips on how to set up a shop and make, quote, great-looking pins. I can't believe it's not Pinlight and then Pinspire. Well, I will get there, okay? It's coming up on October 14th. We'll have the link in our show notes. You can register if you're pinned. Mark, I'm going to bleep that. Yeah, seriously, I'm so <laughs> sick of it. I had to do it one more time. I'll never get bored of it. I said bored twice. It was a pun both times. Ha <laughs> 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 Okay, here's another kind of crossover from Team Paid. Instagram announced that all businesses can now connect their WhatsApp account to their Instagram. Not only will businesses be able to offer an additional contact method from within the app, so there'll be a button for follow, message, as well as WhatsApp, separate button, but this is the crossover part. They'll also be able to boost posts and drive users directly to WhatsApp from said ad. So that's nice if you're using WhatsApp. And it also says not eligible on October 4th. Facebook was down. Oh, (laughs) I'm looking at the date like, what did I miss? (laughs) What's going on? 
All right. Lastly, here from Dolly Parton's favorite computer website, 9to5Mac, Instagram (laughs) is testing a feature that would allow users to choose exactly who can see their stories rather than that preset list of close friends that's always the same. You can literally choose individuals for individual stories. And they're calling it selected people, which I think is really sweet. And Mm. Mark, you'll always be one of my selected people in real life. I'm going to cry. That is so sweet. Goodbye. And that brings us to our real life segment. Straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for working hard or hardly working. Something that was hardly working for me this week, I was trying to add ads to a Microsoft advertising campaign from a spreadsheet. They were, it worked when I tried to do um, expanded text ads. And then when I tried to do it with RSAs, like it just wasn't working. And I tried everything. I tried importing it. I tried the copy paste and it was just a mess. And I feel like it doesn't work, but if somebody can prove me wrong, I'd love you forever. What about you, Greg? All right. This week I switched over a few campaigns to target ROAS from eCPC. And basically I wanted to just be able to see quickly what I had set to target ROAS or target CPA or whatever you have. When you hover over it, you don't get to see that information, but you can make it a column. So you can say here it is target ROAS campaign. You can see what your target ROAS is set at. Then you can see what your actual ROAS is, which is really nice because why would you Google give you something helpful to hover over like what it's set at so you can do it and show it in your own campaign or yeah. own column. Nice. So for me, I just where the heck did the pipe separator go in Yoast as one of the default separators? You have, can have an asterisk and an actual star, but there's no more pipe. So that's hardly working. However, if you're working hard with human brains, there's a very simple workaround. You just go into each content type in the O settings and remove the little separator variable and just manually stick a pipe there. If that's but you, what you shouldn't have use. to. You shouldn't that's have so to. So much work. It's the dumbest thing. I don't know when they made this change. I haven't used Yoast in a while, but I talked to other people around and they've had the same problem. I'm not missing something. It's More crazy. More like gross. More like woast. Yeah. yeah, all that. We got them. <laughs> what about you, Mark? So. I recently had someone on my team launch video campaigns for a client and we uploaded them um, using the um, maximize conversions bid strategy and um, we were targeting specific channels and videos in YouTube. And because we were doing that, maximize conversions as a bid strategy was not getting the campaign any impressions. So we're like, okay, we need to go back to manual and switch to a cost per view model. However, Google Ads makes it very difficult to change bid strategies in a video campaign because you do it all based on video campaign subtypes. So certain subtypes like um, conversions only let you use conversion-oriented bid strategies. And there is no video campaign type that lets you choose any strategy. So we had to duplicate the campaign in Desktop Editor not on online ads and change over the bid strategy by changing the campaign type. The other really annoying thing is that you can't do experiments within video campaigns. So there is no way to test a bid strategy in video campaigns. You just have to make a decision. So that is hardly working for me. Hate it. And now for this week's cool tool. 
As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool. This week's Cool Tool is the latest update to Screaming Frog. And I don't have a clever line because literally nothing rhymes with update except like the update because I'm excited, but that stinks. So anyway, what is new with the latest version or 16.0 of Screaming Frog? In their words, they've been working hard to improve efficiency, mimic the crawl behavior of Google more closely, and alert users to more common JavaScript-related issues. So SEOs everywhere can rejoice. New features include ways to compare the original with the rendered HTML, which is really cool. There's automated crawl reports for Data Studio if you want to pump some um, uh, Screaming Frog data into a Data Studio report. They have more advanced search and filtering options with regex and a whole lot more. So if you're already a user of the tool, definitely go in and upgrade. No reason not to. If you don't use it yet and you want to learn a little bit more about this update, and the frog in general will have the link to the announcement in our newsletter and on Discord. So pick your poison and check it. This week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from David Steve at Devil Z Z Z on Twitter. Sounds like something you might dig, Jess. Mm-hmm. But David has a fantastic thread of how you can see if your content appears in Google Discover with the large photo. There's a slew of tweets that you can look at, but it's great information and it gives you the step-by-step if you're looking to do so. Thank you, David. All right, that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Big thanks to Mark for everything you've done. I think we may have to, moving forward, rename the show to Etting O'Clock. Because we're going to be Markless. We'll but miss you, Mark. We're going to miss you. And big thanks for everything you've done for our clients, for our listeners, and just helping us get better for the time we've had you. And best of luck in the future. Thank you. I'll miss you all. Thanks for everything. And we'll see you guys next week. And Mark, you'll have to tune in. Thanks for listening to this week's Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. And we'll see you next week. Welcome to this week's Shoot in the Hack, where after our famous Friday news show, we don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the Hack. We have a special Shoot the Hack this week for Mark's final episode, because a few months ago, we had rave reviews about um, an idea that I had for a walk-up song game, where we all pick walk-up songs for each other, and Mark missed it. So we're going to play again today, and we're all going to pick songs for Mark, and he's going to pick songs for us. Okay. Who's going to go first? Greg. Thanks right. for volunteering. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the, I mean, I feel like Mark sang this once and then I now just relate the song to him. But when you said that today, this came top of mind. This is my song for Mark. Matthew Wilder, Break My Stride. Ain't nothing gonna. Right? No, that's not <laughs> Ain't nothing gonna, gonna break, break my stride. Oh. I feel like. Ain't like, nothing gonna pull <laughs> me now. See? Uh-oh. See? <laughs> So that's my song for you. I don't remember singing that, but it's very possible. That's a really good one. Okay, do you want to... What's your song for Greg? For Greg. Let's do it like that. So um, my song for Greg, um, because he 
always has some hot takes and his rants on Google ads are rendering him explosive. Dynamite by Tayo Cruz. <laughs> you have no idea about this. I'm going to show you my notes for the show here. Um, it was what I was going to talk about today at the intro. We just didn't have a ton of time. On the way home from, um, we were out at a restaurant with my kids. And they're like, I'm like, pick a song. And they're like, Dynamite. I'm like, Dynamite? Is that song older than what they is are? Dynamite. And like, yeah, it's like Dynamite. Yeah, it's like 2009. And so I, I look it up and it's by Tile Cruz or something. Tile Cruz. I don't know. You say it like it's Kyle with a T. Uh, it's Tayo. Tile Cruz. And so we start playing it and it's the explicit version. I guess they heard it somewhere else. But they're singing along. We're like, they know the words of the song. I've never played the song before. And then it gets to a part where they're like something and blah, 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 F this. And my daughter's like, that's the only part I don't know. <laughs> oh, what a sweet angel. Wow. Mark just read your mind. Yes. Okay. Good pick, Mark. I'll Thank go next you. because I'm worried. Hey, Mark, there it is in my phone. Tire <laughs> me. We have receipts. I'm going to go next because I'm worried Jess will cry during her. So she's going to go last. Thanks. Um, oh. Okay, so my pick for Mark is by one queen named Celine Dion. And it is. It's all coming back to me now. I have a few reasons for this. Number one, I feel like, Mark, you haven't lived that many years, but I feel like you've lived a lot of life and you like always have a story for everything. And that's kind of the message of the song. It's like, it's all coming back to me now, you know? And then also, um, it's a really long song and you're a little (laughs) long-winded. Wow. it's you so said it true. before. It's so true. People get bored sometimes when I'm telling stories and there's not enough exciting parts because I tell them way longer than they need to be and I talk way too much. Specifically the like 14 minute version, not the sh- not the radio edit. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. I could never be on a Quibi. And third of all, I just feel like you have good taste. So like you would <laughs> like that song. Um, It's actually, so my cousin's wife and I who are like best friends and that's our karaoke song when we do duets. I knew it. I knew it was your karaoke song. Okay. Well, yeah. my karaoke song is actually um, Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne. <laughs> but that's my karaoke song with my cousin's wife. <laughs> I love it. So my song for you, because I feel like it would be wrong if I didn't do a song by Taylor Swift. <laughs> okay. Um, be- and I would pick Trouble. Because <laughs> the song, it's like, it's called Trouble, but it honestly is like such a bop. Like the song is the opposite of Trouble. And I feel like you are queen of the misdirect. And you are always being like, this is going to be so bad. And then you kill it. Aww. And you you really are the queen of the misdirect. Thanks, Mark. That's a great choice for me. Um, But my backup would be Dancing Queen by ABBA because Ooh. you are the Dancing Queen. I have a great outlet for that today. She does. What did Jess call you today? She did. I funeral like I was disco? going to a disco funeral. <laughs> <laughs> I meant it as the highest compliment. Oh my gosh, the funeral of disco. Disco is not dead. It's alive in my heart. Amen. Okay. Okay, Jess, what is your song? Or well, let's do let's end with Mark. So do Jess's first. Okay. So this song <laughs> My heart is racing. <laughs> your heart will go on. It will not. Um, so my song for Jess actually goes back to um Jess saying she liked the song on a show and 
shop and Greg read her for it and I defended you. Like happened on many episodes where I had I to defend Jess's is. music taste. And it is Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba. Oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because there is nothing that can knock you down, Jess. Like you might get knocked down, but you always get up again. That is you so are true. A, a person of positive energy and you always see the good. <laughs> and Jess, it's fall. You could take a cider drink. <laughs> and a whiskey drink. And a um, lager you, drink. You really do always have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to oh need gosh. all of those after this. Okay. Well, I had five for you. Because <laughs> I simply could not decide. Can I do them all? Yeah. I won't give like thorough explanations, but they all just speak to me in different ways and I'll explain the last one. So... My first choice for you is Tarzan Boy by Baltimore. <gasps> oh, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> that's just you. I can't guys. Sorry for our listeners for having to listen to me. <laughs> so that's when you're in a good mood. And if you're like walking onto the field to like crush it and take it home for the team, it's Fleetwood Mac, The Chain. It's mm, a good one. It's also their opener when they tour. <laughs> and you're the opener <laughs> in my heart. Um, Rockstar by Nickelback, just because... <laughs> <laughs> it embodies the way I feel you walk around. Josh, you're why he's leaving. <laughs> I just, I feel like that song knows that it's ridiculous and does not care. And it's like, oh. I'm still a rock star. And that's Mark. Like that he brings- just, he does him. And he is way cooler than Nickelback, but embodies the rock star vibe. Brings me back to my first MP3 player. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, a song that I think we share, and it's a little bit Sad. So, just if you're like walking onto the field just because you have to go, but you know the team's gonna lose. Summertime by Orville Peck. Happen? Keep on rocking, baby. Oh, I know. That's my favorite Orville Peck song. <laughs> Fringe swing. That's favorite the Orville Peck song. I have to Google who this person is. He wears a mask and like cowboy gear. It's basically if Mark and I were combined into one human. It sounds like there might be a oh, he's Ben the new and Jerry's flavor. I know him. <laughs> He's been around a few years. All right. Well, finally, speaking of our tastes combined, this one goes out to the Venn diagram. So we did that. What do you call it on Spotify? Oh, Spotify Blend playlist. So when I was doing research for this bit, I said, I'm just going to play that on Shuffle. I did that too. Oh, I I looked at it. I didn't play it. I played played it on on Friday. And this was the first song that came on, and it is So You, and it is my top pick if I was only allowed to do one. We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel. (laughs) (laughs) A song I know way too many of the words to. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, it's everything, as are you. We'll miss you. Yes, we're going to miss you so much. Please leave us lots of voicemails because nobody else does. (laughs) (laughs) Are we still doing that? Okay, and we'll see you next week.